Monday Night Football against the Las Vegas Raiders. Jackpot, baby! This is the Rich Eisen Show. What's the challenge here, Joey? Beckler has a hold. Touchdown! Coach Staley was talking about is you're not going to win this game because you beat the Chiefs. Picked off by Derwin James! You're going to win this game because you put in a lot of hard work. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Former NFL general manager Michael Lombardi. Plus, actor Morris Chestnut. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. And man, is there so much going on in the NFL just one month into the season, four weeks into the season. We saw uh, a Chargers win last night with lightning literally in the air. And then they showed the Raiders and all their fans in SoFi Stadium their figurative lightning bolts last night and created a three-way, three-and-one tie atop the AFC West. Meanwhile, down in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Urban Meyer's Friday night out is still having ripple effects here on a Tuesday uh, prior to week five going down in the National Football League with a huge kickoff on a Thursday night triple cast, first triple cast of the year, NFL Network, Amazon Prime, and, of course, Fox Network with the Rams and the Seahawks on uh, the deep end of that NFC West pool. Lots going on in Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, PA, where Mike Tomlin says Big Ben has a hip issue. One thing where waters were certainly calmed a bit is in the city of New York, where the Jets and the Giants won on the same weekend. The Jets with their first win of the year at home in overtime against the Titans team. That was a bit banged up, but the Jets did their job. And talk about a tough assignment. Talk about a tough assignment. Going into New Orleans taking on a Saints team that had been on the road essentially since the middle of August. It's their first home game in the Superdome of the year, and not just that, but the first home game in the Superdome with fans since 2019. And you know there was a party in New Orleans going into that game, and there was a lot of swing oil, to use the golf phrase, going down for all those fans getting ready for that game. And who went in and came out with the win? But the New York Giants. And the quarterback of that team joining us right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line here on the Rich Eisen Show off of a big-time win for him and the team, Daniel Jones. How are you, Daniel? I'm doing good, Rich. How are you? How loud was that crowd? How was that scene? Uh, Walk it was, me through it was that. loud. Uh, they got going uh, third downs, and anytime we were down there in the, in the red area, they were going. So it was a fun atmosphere to play in. I mean, where does that rank for you? Uh, I mean, you've obviously been in this league now two-plus years, your third year. I mean, this assignment, 0-3, back against the wall, Saints fans in that building for the first time since 2019. Where does that assignment rank for you, Daniel? Uh, It's definitely up there. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's up there uh, definitely towards the top, if not at at the top. So, um, you know, we knew it was a big game. We knew uh, what the atmosphere would be like and, and, you know, how fired up they'd be going in. So, something we uh prepared for it was a, a huge game for us and um you know i thought we were ready for it well and then then the walk-off then the walk-off in overtime uh where saquon hits pager uh i couldn't help but notice uh as the celebration began that saquon ran past pretty much everybody until he found you uh what's your relationship with him like daniel jones uh it's good. I mean, I think, um, you know, we've, uh, been together now, you know, two plus years and, um, you know, have, uh, 
gone through a lot, and, and he's certainly gone through a lot coming back from from his knee injury, and and uh, you know just being able to see up close and personal how hard he he worked to get back, uh, what he did on a day in and day out basis um, to get to where he's at now, and then you know I thought it was was so fitting that he had the you know the the walk off run there, and and uh, you know excited for him, excited for this team. Um, and uh, something we've got to build on. Yeah, it's just like the two of you seem to have a moment. When you said, uh, we, we know what he's been through, obviously, not just the knee injury, but being drafted so high as a running back uh, in this day and age, it's it's kind of an outlier. What? How would you term what you've been through, Daniel Jones? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, you know, we, we, we obviously had a tough start to this season, um, tough start to, to last season, and um, you know, a lot of things we need to do better, and, and, and you know, we've been working on to, to improve. So, um, you know, after, a, you know, losing three games, not getting the results that, uh, you know, we would have, you know, hoped for and, and expected, um, like you said, kind of having our backs against the wall going into New Orleans, New Orleans it was a, a big win for us and, and uh, you know, exciting. So we've got to, got to build off of it going forward. No, I, I, I understand, Daniel. You're a Duke man. I went to, uh, you know, Michigan, you know, I I'm, I'm I think I'm on your uh, intellectual wavelength. Um, you know, I asked about you. You mentioned team. You use words like us and stuff like that. What about you? I mean, you hear what's going on. You hear what people are saying in the New York metropolitan area about your third year and how big it is for you. What would you say you've been through so far in New York and New Jersey, Daniel? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, playing quarterback in in New York and and uh, representing this franchise is. Uh, you know, it's a highly scrutinized position and, um, you know, we, we haven't won enough games and, and, uh, you know, I've, uh, certainly, um, you know, need to play better and, and put the team in a position to win. So I understand the responsibility and, and the expectations of, of this position. And, um, you know, I think that's part of it. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's an exciting opportunity though, to, to, to be in this position and have the opportunity to, to play quarterback in New York, play quarterback for the Giants. So it comes with a lot of uh, scrutiny and, and people, um, you know, looking at uh, what you're doing, how you're playing, and, and uh, you know, that's also a, an opportunity to, to play well and, and put the team in a position to win. How do you put all that aside? And Because you know you've got it in you, right? I mean, you know you've got it in you. You've got the talent. You were drafted top ten for a reason. You know, you you can run, you can throw, which is exactly what you need to succeed in the 21st century. You got an all-world running back there. You got some terrific weapons around. How do you place aside all the the stuff that you're supposed to be placing aside, but human beings have a difficulty doing, Daniel Jones? Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, it's uh, certainly you know you don't you don't seek any of the uh, any of that out, or, or you know, definitely don't look for it. But but you know, kind of what's going on from talking to uh, people in the media, doing press conferences and, um, you know, but I think the, the important thing is focusing on, on what you're doing and focusing on, um, you know, playing football, preparing, practicing every week, studying, watching film, um, getting getting yourself ready to go and, and, you know, making sure that's what you're thinking about. What's that? That's what you're, what you're doing on a day in and day out basis. And, um, you know, knowing and, and trusting that that will, um, you know, show itself on Sunday. So you don't uh, turn to your burner Twitter account and tweet back at the trolls? You're not doing that, Daniel? No? I'm not. I'm not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
You weren't upset that Instagram went down yesterday? You're not on that sort of stuff, Daniel? <laughs> I, I didn't uh, I didn't know it. No, you didn't I, so you <laughs> You did not know Instagram and Facebook went down yesterday. Like literally I just informed well, you I, that. I, I did after the fact, yeah. After the fact okay. I heard someone talking about it. No, I, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Uh, how has Eli Manning influenced you, Daniel? How has he influenced um, you? yeah, I mean he he uh you know, I was very fortunate to have that year with him and, and see, um, you know, how, how he did it, how he carried himself, and, and um, you know, to build that relationship with him. He's had a, a huge impact on me and a huge influence on me and, and kind of setting the standard and, and showing, um, you know, how, how this position is supposed to be played on the field and, and also, um, you know, how to carry yourself off the field representing this team this, this franchise in this city so um you know i think uh you know he, he's he's helped me out a ton and uh certainly a relationship i'm fortunate to have has anyone ever told you you sound exactly like him daniel Has anyone just told you <laughs> I, I heard that a little bit uh my rookie year but this is uh, that's probably the first time in a while i've heard that well i gotta be honest with you daniel i've interviewed eli manning he was uh in the league when nfl network started in 2003 i think this might be just the same conversation i had with him very early on in his career, you know, and obviously he he survived it significantly. And yeah. and and you are in your third year right now. And that's why I'm I'm asking, you know, if if his past can be your prologue, if you if you know about that and actually use that to your advantage, Daniel. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's certainly something I could, you know, I've certainly I'm aware of it and, and uh, something to learn from. And, and uh, like I said, he kind of set the, set the standard and mm-hmm. uh, showed, showed the, the way of how it's supposed to be done, um, you know, in, in this position. So um, I guess I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take that as a compliment. Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback, fresh off the big overtime win in New Orleans here on the Rich Eisen Show. One of my favorite people I've gotten to meet in the 18 years I've done this job is your offensive coordinator and Jason Garrett. I, I I mean, his disposition, I don't know how, you know, I'd love to live life like that. You know, um, it is, he is truly remarkable. And obviously also <laughs> under a microscope at wherever he's been. How is your relationship with him and this offense? What what are we, what what can we expect now that you're one month into this year and obviously year two in, what what can be expected in your relationship with him and how that can actually affect some more W's for your team? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I'd certainly second your, uh, you know, thoughts on him and, and how impressive he is on a day-in and day-out basis, the way he carries himself and sets the example for, for all of us, um, you know, players, especially me, as a quarterback and, and, uh, you know, I have a, a great relationship with him. He's, uh, made a huge impact, um, on me, um, these past couple of years. How so? What does he tell you? How so? Uh, well, I think, um, you know, I think the example he sets, who he is, how consistent he is with his, his attitude, his, his approach to, to football approach to, to challenges and, um, you know, making sure we're, we're prepared every week and, um, you know, I, I think he's just, you know, I think consistency and how um, how he prepares himself um, every day is, is a huge uh, is something we all you know look to. Uh, certainly, I something I you know look to um, in my position. So 
learned a ton of football from him certainly uh, as well. And, and um, he's been around the game, obviously played uh, for a long time and, and uh, has been around the game coaching and, and had a lot of success. So um, learned, a, learned a ton from him uh, on the field as well. So uh, we'll continue to, to work and he's something that, someone that uh, certainly I have a lot of faith in and, and you know the entire offense does so we'll continue to, to work and and uh develop and so and there's a lot of talk around the league obviously coach quarterback uh relationships hc and qb and you know kirk cousins is now having a 45 minute weekly meeting with mike zimmer and the whole brady belichick thing and how they used to have meetings and stuff what about you and joe judge um what's your interaction with him throughout the the week daniel jones uh yeah we have a, a great relationship um coach judge is um, you know, very involved in all three phases of the game. He's mm-hmm. a, a special teams guy, um, you know, by trade, but certainly, you know, is just a, a football coach, knows a ton about uh, every part of the game. So, um, you know, we, we talk every week going in, talk talk about the defense, what we see schematically, uh, personnel-wise, and then how that's going to affect our game plan. So, um, you know, we're, we're – uh, constant i'd say constant conversation throughout the week about the plan and and uh you know how he sees this game being played how he sees um you know my role in that and and uh you know kind of um you know i'd say it's a um yeah very consistent and, and constant conversation throughout the week and it's just a big week too daniel i mean it's it's cowboys week they're atop the division a win would put you directly Back in the mix, we all know that a one and seven start did not sink your team last year. Um, I'm I'm wondering how big you think this game is this week for you. Uh, yeah, it's a it's an important game. All these divisional games um, are extremely important, and and uh, you know we we know we've got to prepare and and play well. But but our focus is on you know just this week and and doing that and and uh, you know we we. Uh, We've got to build off some of the good things we did last week and, and correct those things, but um, you know, focus on on what we got to do to uh, to beat Dallas. And, and these are huge games. All these divisional games are huge. All right, Daniel. Um, if you wouldn't mind doing something for me before you leave this conversation, I'd greatly appreciate it. I've never asked anything of you before, um, so uh, you know, I run the forty-yard dash every year, and you had one of the top speeds in the NFL last year. You 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 reached. I mean, you could have been ticketed in certain parts of this country. Is there any is there any um, advice you can give me on how to run faster, Daniel? Like, how do you do it? Running faster. Um, well, I didn't run a very good forty at the combine. What, um, what'd you run? And I ran fast, but I also fell. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, hold so on try a second. To run hard, but but make sure you you don't run too hard for um, for your speed. I guess don't overrun your speed. But, okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe it helps if someone's chasing me. Well, I, I was told. I was told that. By the way, that wouldn't be a bad idea. That would make me faster if someone was chasing me. I like that idea. But I've been told all the time. Whenever I run the forty, I should feel like I'm about to fall over. That's the way I was told. Yeah. Like because you know you got to you got to get out in front of your hips. Like you can't you know that that's what I was told. So maybe I put this all together and you can be my inspiration, Daniel. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh... 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the guy to listen to there. Just, just uh, I run like someone's chasing me. Okay, like someone's chasing me. And and I don't know. Four eight one at, at the uh, combine. It sounds like you uh, you got mistimed. I'll be honest with you. So I know the feeling. Maybe we're we're closer in lockstep than anything before. <laughs> Daniel, thanks thanks for the time. Uh, congrats on that big W, man. Uh, I know so many people in the metropolitan area that you made happy with that. And good luck throughout the season. I'd love to chat again. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks Thank so much for having me, Rich. You bet. That's Daniel Jones, everybody, uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show. After Rich, one. I'm not going to lie. I was reading something and kind of zoned out for a second, and then when I popped back into the conversation, I literally thought you were talking to Eli Manning. Dude, he sounds, sounds just, just like, like him. him. I have been at this game since 2003 in the National Football League. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right? I have been at this game. My first draft that I covered for NFL Network was 2004. And all of that conversation was, is what are the Chargers going to do first overall? Are they really going to take Eli when the Manning family said don't? And then they did. And there's that famous photograph of Eli holding up a Chargers jersey Mm -hmm. with a number one next to Paul Tagliabue looking looking like he had just had something stolen from him. And at the time, there was all of these machinations. He's smiling up here, but there's all of these machinations going on behind the scenes, and I, I would love to do a deep dive on this because the Giants, as you know, draft Phillip Rivers, and then they swap quarterbacks. That's how Phillip Rivers' kiddos wound up with the Chargers. And then later on, a kid that I – interviewed on NFL Total Access and asked him why he wears the number seven and says he he wears number seven because he loves Bond, James Bond. And, you know, when he was out in Los Angeles, I said, who do you want to meet? He said, Jessica Alba. That's what he said. (laughs) Fresh off of the campus at Miami of Ohio. Pretty good. Ben Roethlisberger got drafted by the Steelers. And the Giants, everyone thought maybe they should should take him too, but they took Phillip Rivers and went, what are you talking about? So I've interviewed Eli Manning many times Many, many times. And certainly when he was there, I did a commercial with him. I did an NFL Network promo where I dressed in a full 70s outfit playing Bob Eubanks because we did a newlywed game commercial. (laughs) Can you remember that? I do. And one of the couples that was together in this commercial, football couples, one of them was Lovey Smith and Brian Urlacher. And another one was Kurt Warner and Eli Manning. In Giants outfits. So long before, you know, all of this, Eli Manning was a kid that was coming for Kurt's job, and Kurt will tell you, he was doing pretty well when Tom Coughlin said, you're out, Eli's in, as he was a, you know, a Super Bowl champion, a former Super Bowl MVP. So I've interviewed Eli Manning. I've been all around Eli Manning. Daniel Jones sounds exactly like Eli Manning. And if I interviewed Eli Manning on NFL Total Access in his first couple of years as a Giants quarterback when he was getting his ass beat, if you remember that one time in a Philadelphia Eagle game, he wasn't seeing somebody coming and he got blown up. Talking about, hey, you know, how you doing in New York? Your brother's Peyton. Everybody's expecting you to be Peyton. Can you live up to Peyton? And now you're in New York and all that stuff. And how you feel? 
And he sounded like his pulse was not getting above like 20 beats per minute. He sounded just like Daniel Jones sounds like. And if you took the transcript from like 2005, 2006, before 2007 happened, I might be word for word. What Daniel Jones just said, just trying to get better, asking about you, Daniel, not about the team, asking about you. And he talks about the team instead. And newsflash, Daniel Jones says he does not have a burner account and was told by somebody that Instagram and Facebook went down yesterday, which is great. <laughs> you need that. Which is great. You need that makeup. Yeah. You definitely need that makeup. And I hope for him that when it all finishes up, He's got the same championship resume as Eli because he's got the skill set, man. He's got a big arm. He's got a terrific neck up. And he is fast. And he can run. He can run. He can run fast. That whole bit about, you know, hey, don't be like me. I ran a 4-8-1. Maybe I should have somebody chase me. Yeah, Miles Prower, he was the fastest in the league last year. I made a joke after week three that he might be the best running back in New York. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's right and i the one thing that i noticed take a look at the video saquon scores and he kind of acted a little bit like christian leitner like everybody's trying to celebrate with him he i he he ran past a lot of his teammates not disrespecting them because i think he wanted to find his guy i think he wanted to find his guy and his guy's daniel jones what you want to see let's take a break On the other side of function, there's dysfunction. And that's what appears to be happening in Jacksonville, Florida, just four games into Urban Meyer's tenure. There's a tweet on Twitter that causes me some serious concern for Urban's viability. That's coming up next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here on the Rich Eisen Show, there is um, a red alert happening right now in Jacksonville, Florida with Urban Meyer. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I know that sounds alarmist, (laughs) uh, you know, but when just four weeks in to the Jaguars having everything set up, They got one of the most successful college coaches with a CEO pedigree. He's the CEO of the sideline, and he knows how to set up a winning system, right? He's written books on it. He's talking about it. He probably gives lectures, TED Talks, and everything about it. Leadership, all about that. And you've got that set up, giving him the golden opportunity of being an NFL head coach, extremely well compensated. And you hook him up with Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars had to be like, okay, Hmm. we got this right. We got this right. And we're going to be the envy of everybody else in this league. And, you know, and let's go. The Khan family, as you know, Shad Khan is one of the most successful self-made people on planet Earth Hmm. on multiple continents. The uh, AEW is the Khan family. Tony Khan, his son, right? I mean, this is set up. And four weeks in, we get that statement from Shad Khan today saying that what his conduct was last weekend was inexcusable. And I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must regain our trust and respect. I am confident he will deliver. And, you know, there's two ways to look at that. One is, you know, the glass half full way, and the other is glass half full of lawyers. The glass half full way is like, man, we we had this. We, we, We got him to come off of the set in Los Angeles. I mean, the Cowboys apparently were looking at him before, and and he said no, and and... So, uh, you know, this is this is what everyone, if you're going to reach into the college ranks, get the guy. And we signed him and, you know, we got to trust it. I mean, that video was ridiculous that an NFL head coach, a CEO of a team, a face front CEO of a team would be spending a Friday night like that, even though he thought he was amongst friends and somebody shot the video of it and then created a Twitter account out of thin air just to post it, and now that Twitter account's gone, so somebody had it out? You could just say that was a one-off, and we'll just trust it. And the other is half full of lawyers, which is, you know, put the statement up one more time, if you don't mind, Hoskins. The whole business of, you know, that was conduct last weekend was inexcusable. Conduct is the important word, because there's a morals clause out there, and there's four cause. And that's the way you can get out from paying somebody in a contract. Your conduct 
violated our morals clause in the contract, and that's it. You're owed nothing. So you want to go to USC? Go. You're off the con payroll. There's no dead money around here. We'll find somebody else who wants to coach Trevor Lawrence and fly back with the team after going 0-4. I mean, that's what that looks like to me. The, uh, the problem about gaining trust and respect, how do you do that? Because it's not a bunch of kids that you have signed to letters of intent. These are grown men who have been in this league a long time, some of them, and others who want to make sure that the opportunity that they have right now is one that will be lasting. I mean, NFL stands for, as we know, not for long, and the average career is four years. And how are you going to gain the trust and respect? How can you tell a team, hey, on this bye week, whenever their bye week is, you got to be careful. Don't do anything stupid. <laughs> when you've admitted, I did something stupid. He even said in his contrite apology in front of the media yesterday that he told Trevor Lawrence, hey, you're going to your bachelor party in Vegas. Be careful. I mean, how hollow does that ring? Well, you got to earn the trust and respect. Here's also the problem. Chris Long, our buddy, who's been on the show many, many times, had quite the tweet that he put out basically saying, if I'm a veteran player in Jacksonville, I am now my own boss. Says Chris Long. And that sums it up of the mountain that Urban Meyer has to climb to gain back the trust and respect of that locker room. Red alert. Four games in, I'm blown away. I am blown away. But you just saw that right there. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the show. We'll talk about it with Michael Lombardi, who sent out a tweet saying he's hearing about all these closed-door meetings. Our buddy Michael Silver put out quite a thread thread. as well, saying that players have lost the respect of Urban Meyer already. It's done. Done. Or lost respect for Urban? Yeah, it's just it's done. That he canceled the team meeting, and he did his apologies that he said to the players. He apparently did it in, in position group meetings. He didn't want to meet with everybody in one spot. Which that didn't sound like yesterday when he said he spoke to the team. And that players are like, you cancel the team meeting, but so you, 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 you could do it individually, but you can't look us in the eye. I mean, like literally, this is what NFL players want. They want to be looked at in the eye. And the person who is in charge of their livelihoods and their careers, that the look in the eye is from a man that can be trusted. Simple, that's it. And if you don't believe that that look from the person who's looking at you in the eye, if you don't think that is from a trustworthy individual, that is a bond that is impossible. I guess I shouldn't say impossible, but very difficult to rebuild, which is why Chris Long says, if I'm a veteran now in Jacksonville, I am my own boss. I'm taking care of what I think I need to take care of because the person who's in charge of this hand on the rudder of my career and my livelihood that guy's not to be trusted. One night in Ohio on a Friday night can just blow it all to smithereens. No. 844-204-H number to dial, as I said, right here on the program. What do you make of the Raiders now? 
What do you make of the Las Vegas Raiders? I don't think things change very much. Yeah, yeah. I still think they're I still think they're a good team. Uh, obviously, not the best night for Derek Carr and, and John Gruden. I think they just ran into kind of a they ran into a really good quarterback and a really yeah. good team. I think the Chargers are really good. That's a team that can put three teams in the, a division that can put three teams in the playoffs. But you went to the game last night, Mike, yeah, and you Rich. texted us. It was eighty twenty. It was 80-20. 80-20 Raiders fans. Raiders, the Chargers wow, fans that were probably sold their tickets. But I will say one thing. they didn't. The Raiders just didn't – they couldn't gel. They didn't look good. Like, I was sitting with a lot of Raider fans. And, like, this isn't our team. I'm like – It isn't your team. I mean, they had three games this year, and, and two like, of them were crazy-ass affairs at home that could have gone either way. You know? The one in Pittsburgh was very impressive. And I don't want to hear that the Steelers can be had – you still have to go into that building. Yeah. And I know that the Steelers were banged up. You still have to win the games that are right there in front of you. And how many times you see a team that doesn't. So this week against the Bears is going to be something. Because I want to see how the Bears locker room is handling the it's Dalton's team or when he's healthy. And if not, it's Justin Fields' team. I'm going to keep hammering this one. That looks great. Oh my God! You know, oh no, Eckler, no, 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 no! I, 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 I get Chargers it. look really good, and that stadium is just two, that stadium's unbelievable. We have two really good teams in LA from zero. You know, what was really weird last night. Here, here's really weird. The kids didn't uh, were totally out of sorts because in my household and here in Southern California, when the sky flashes, oh they're gosh. like, "What is that?" Yeah, it was nuts. And then when there's a rumble, they're like, "What is that?" <laughs> A thunderstorm here in Southern California just, like, never happens. You know, that famous 70s song, It it, it Never Rains in Sunny Southern California. I mean, they were like, what's that flash? What is that bang? And we chose, we, we got to a window where, you know, where the view is of this, where you could see the sky. And we watched the lightning for, oh, like, was, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Because it was, it's just yeah. like, yeah, take a look, kids. You know, like, when we're on the East Coast, you might see it every now and then. But out here, out West, they're like, what is that? And then just to see, you know, this game, the game got It was raining postponed. as we were walking in. Well, the game gets postponed. And so I then, <laughs> like, Dad's got to go back in the office because I did the Westwood One pregame and okay. halftime. And so I filled with Harlan, uh, Kevin Harlan and... Huh. Kurt Warner. There may be an I in Rich and Eisen, but I'm a team player. So I went back in, you know, and I, I went back into the studio and, and went went back on the air with them. And so that was weird. And then the fact that there's a canopy over the stadium, but that also required, you know, the game to be pushed. I heard that there was a lightning strike near the oh, stadium. It, we, it was right there. Like I saw it as we were walking in. It was rich. It was nuts. And that, that caused oh, yeah. all sorts of traffic problems yesterday. Yeah. But that was one thing out of sorts. But to explain to my children why the Mannings were not on, they were also very confused by that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is, this is how I can tell the Mannings how popular their, their Manning cast is. That my two kids, my 13-year-old and my 10-year-old, were like, you're not watching the Mannings tonight. And I'm like, that's right, they're off. They're like, that's right. We were talking about it, both of them, Okay. Uh, seventh grader and a fifth grader in a middle school and a grade school, they both said that their classmates were talking about it. Wow. And that they heard, they told me this. 
I swear, I, I was blown away that the reason why it's not on is because of the baseball playoffs. Were they watching our show yesterday? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, but this is what they were talking about it. And, oh, I'm sorry. It was just confusing with you guys. You're, you're, you guys are my children. No, 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 no I'm just kidding. They, they, both, they both were like, what's going on? And I explained to them, if there was a game 163 tonight, right. it would have been on ESPN2. And I'm like, I, I can't believe I'm talking about this with my children. But they missed the Mannings last night. We, I th- we all did. And, you know, and I, again, I, I tread in these waters um, lightly because I understand if I was calling the game and, you know, and somebody who I'm colleagues with, you know, and we've had Greasy and we've had Lewis Riddick and oh, yeah. Steve Levy on this show. And I've known Steve since I started ESPN in 96. And obviously, Brian Greasy, I have nothing but love and admiration and respect for as a Michigan Wolverine. And Riddick is one of the best to listen to. So me saying that I miss the Mannings is no disrespect to them. It really shouldn't be viewed that way. Um, but I missed them last night. <laughs> and they should be thankful that they were off last night. Because if they're still getting used to doing this, as they are, there is no tougher thing to do in our business than fill time when you're not expecting to. And the rundown does not have anything on it because you've been caught blindsided by, oh, say, a thunderstorm in Los Angeles. (laughs) Yeah. There are no what happens if there's a thunderstorm delaying the kickoff tonight in Los Angeles Contingency plans. They, they don't exist. No. So the Mannings would have had, I, I don't know, would they have told them, they we'll, maybe we'll just show, described. they'll just show what's going on in the stadium. They wouldn't have had Eli and, right. and Peyton oh, just had to, to, hey, no. Peyton, you know, what's on your DVR? Oh, like, what's on Peyton's no, DVR? You know, Manning cast usually picks up right at kickoff. Right. So they take the 15 minutes of the guys in the booth. Yeah, but they were ready to go. Like, I, I was signed off of Westwood One. Everyone was like ready to go. And then oh, all yeah. of a sudden, I get it's a call saying, hey, we're hearing that the game's going to be delayed. It wasn't like – it really was a last-minute decision. Yeah. yeah, I felt bad for Susie and everyone on the field when they kicked it back down on them because it was like, all right, oh, yeah. we got to fill. Okay. I know. Geez, and that's what, what do you think? I know. And that's when yeah. Steve Young is caught saying, well, yeah. lightning doesn't go sideways, and then Twitter <laughs> lights up figuratively with photographs of lightning uh, going I mean, sideways. <laughs> right. You know, because yeah. lightning can't go sideways through the open areas of SoFi. And it's just like, well, well it might. <laughs> yeah. And then Gruden was so confused. There was a shot of him where the referee came up to him and was like, hey, the game is being delayed. And you can see like, him mouth. He goes, what, what for? What yeah, for? Yeah. He's like, like what, there's a roof. He's like, what for? That's what I was thinking. He was so confused. And also, it was kind of a competitive thing, Mike, because the Chargers didn't come out of the locker room. No. The Raiders came, the Raiders out, came out and were on the back. field and were all hype and then had to go back, back inside. Yeah. And then they started again, Because right? when they came yeah. out, the crowd, ar- it was insane. So now Eli tweeted about it. You told me that he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have not, so, uh, I have not <laughs> seen it. Is it weird that Peyton and I are just talking on the phone watching the game tonight? I assume he is still sweating a lot. <laughs> wow. Well done. <laughs> That was last night. Well <laughs> done. During the second quarter. Pretty funny. Boy, they know how to brand themselves in this Manning cast, and their humor is just spot-on funny. Yeah, no Manning cast until week seven. So, because the next week so is... Two more off weeks. Right. Oh, cast. boy. The playoffs are tonight. 
good news for the winner of this wild card game tonight, Chris. Great news. <laughs> What's that? That's next. I saw this. Oh, gosh. Bad news for Boston. No, you and I are both going to be – whoever wins tonight is going to be very happy. This is huge news. Certainly to try and get to the championships oh. round. Okay. Championships. Oh, I anxiously await. Oh. The huge news. Break. Don't miss this. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. Michael Lombardi and Morris Chestnut, Hour 3. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the rich eisen show very good. <laughs> the best. The best. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Chris. Hey, Rich. Where are you watching the game tonight? Home? Absolutely home. Okay. Locked yep. in? Locked in. Sarah with you? Uh, yep. Uh, she, has a, she has a conference call at 630, so she'll probably check out later innings. So that'll, but, be, uh, that'll already be an hour and a half after first pitch. Yeah, so about middle innings. Okay. So just be me and Cage checking okay. out. Okay. He probably won't. I've got my mom coming over for dinner tonight. Oh, nice. She has nothing that has nothing to do with the the yeah, wild card. It's just, you know, we have a once a week thing for her right. to at least what's hang with the, the kids uh, for the sure. That's 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 always on the schedule. Yeah, what do we got? Uh, I'm going to be grilling burgers. Oh, right? yeah. So, you know, I'll be peeking into the office TV right near the grill. Yep. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'll probably have to turn to some sort of radio as I drop mom back to her spot. Yeah. Um, then I'll be locked in in the late innings. Hopefully it'll already be over. The question is: The question is, is, does Stanton hit one over the Green Monster again like into tonight? The, into the into the night. Bike? Into the night. Yeah, I would. I would bet the over on him and Judge to hit home runs. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not that, that confident. I mean, Evaldi is a Evaldi's good pitcher, re- man. Evaldi's really good. However, the problem is, is that when you're starting DH and arguably the best hitter on your team is not on the wild card roster because he slipped on second base 
jogging out to the outfield and rolled his ankle and can't play, uh, that's not a good sign. He definitely can't play? He's out. He's not on the roster. Okay, that happened no, today. Huh? They, they, yes. Okay. So, not a great and sign. And neither is, neither is their, their best player in many ways in the month of September in Jose Iglesias because he was, he was, in, ineligible he was picked he up was after picking, the yeah. deadline. Right. Ooh. So, great sign for tonight. I'm real I confident. I don't know. It's still Devers, man. That guy can rake. Dahlbeck, good old Bobby Dahlbeck. I'm nervous. He's been hitting bombs. Hunter Renfro had a great season. I'm nervous. I don't know, man. Because also the the winner plays the Rays. And and let me just say this. Let me just let me just say let me just say this. I want to get something off my chest, dude. I I just I love watching how multi-dimensional and functional these Rays players are. They all field. They all hit. They're all situationally smart, right? They're all – most of them are fast. They can do it all. And they're all interchangeable and fungible, which lends itself to the Rays style of play just absolutely head over heels in love with the metrics that I cannot stand. I cannot stand it. It's tough to beat, man. It's tough to beat, but they're always they're always going with their openers and their closers, and then their five pitchers in between who all throw a hundred miles an hour. Right, right, right. And then when Joey Gallo comes up, let's put four outfielders. The base hit that Rizzo came up with to set up eventually the Judge walk-off winner on Sunday was a line screaming line shot into right field that was almost caught by the second baseman placed in mid right field. Right. I mean, I, I mean it was one of those like that's a base hit off the bat and it's like oh my god the guy who was placed perfectly to go catch it in the middle of right field almost got it. And the one time that Gallo got up that almost gave him a run event, you know, earlier on was when they had four outfielders and he just laid down a bunt and put runners on first and second, and the Yankees couldn't make them pay. I just hate that style yeah, of baseball. Yeah, the thing that, the thing I, that And I know you're me. allowed to shift, and you're allowed to do whatever. I just can't stand it, man. Yeah, the Rays teams, they, they strike me very similar to the A's teams, the Billy Bean, the Moneyball teams. They're built for 162-game success, and then you just kind of throw that out the window because know. that doesn't translate to the way postseason baseball goes. I don't know. Because tonight you're going to see, you know, if Cole or Evaldi struggle in the first two, three innings, out they come. Everybody's alert in the pen, you know. But there's a one-game playoff situation. I understand that, but that's the way they play. They're going to play every game that They play every game that way. They play every game that way. I just can't. I, I just, I don't see, I don't think they have a shot to win. I and, don't think they're going to win. You know. The World Series. It's, the race. So, the, that's an issue. Whoever wins this game does play a 100-win team in the Rays who are, who play the metrics and the numbers and the odds and all of that stuff, and I just can't stand it, but it's tough to beat. Here's the one thing that's good. Put up the tweet. Here you go. Angel Hernandez will be on the umpire crew for the NLDS. NLDS. Not the ALDS. You know what? You know whose problem that is? It's the the problem of whoever wins the National League Divisional Series to take on the Giants. You don't have to take – you don't just have to take on the Giants, guys – (laughs) <laughs> the worst umpire of all time in Angel Hernandez is uh, is 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 doing the NLDS 
And 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 good luck to the Dodgers to get there or the Cardinals to get there because they're really they really have it stacked against them because the winner at once who has to face Angel Hernandez and oh and the Giants. Well, you know who's home the home plate umpire on Wednesday on Wednesday night. <laughs> I know. And his swan song is Joe West, oh. who just you know who just like I'll just say this. Hey Joe, just do me a favor. Just lift your arm a little bit over your hip. Just just care to give us a quick call and so everybody in this stadium can actually see it and it's only fitting that he's the home plate umpire uh in the first game of his final postseason of his career in dodger stadium because as we all know one of his finest umpiring performances happened in dodger stadium (laughs) in the game in the naked gun (laughs) back in the day when oddly enough it was the angels and mariners playing one another and a right fielder attempted to assassinate the queen, and it was really strange. And you, you know, and then and then the home plate umpire turned out to be an opera singer who was really a cop, and he was the one uh, who put a uh, along with another umpire who put a player in a rundown. And Joe West handled it all with aplomb in that one. Hey Joe, just lift your arm. That's all I care. Just lift your arm and say strike. <laughs> say it. Just say the words. Dodgers and cards. You beat Joe West, and then you got to beat the Giants and Angel Hernandez. Good luck. Good luck. Two salud. (laughs) So we got that going for us, Chris. By the way, they're all in the NL. They're in the NL. Oh, great. Bucky Dent's going to be at the game tonight. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Aaron Boone managing Bucky Dent attendant. Boone's going to put him in the game, probably. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs)